The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds you to, to, to doubt El Dandy, because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 237 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by our RawCast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. How you doing, Sam? Hello, hello, hello. I'm doing just fine. That you could join us this week on the WrestleCast. We saw that on the RawCast uh, live tweet. You were locked in. You had your computer up. You you were taking your note, so you let everybody know that you were gonna be here this classic week. Classic wanted to see what. Classic wanted to see the template. Oh, it's yeah. just like so and so comes in for a twenty minute promo. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you have uh you know uh all your classic lines already built in. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta plug in the words. That's all. And we're joined, as always, by our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hello. How are you? I'm good, Miss Didi Jonet. How are you? Um, I've got alcohol today, so I'm great. Okay, that's good. That's good. Still keeping up with the keto? Yeah, a lot of alcohol yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vodka doesn't have any carbs. It's great. Alright. All right. <laughs> Did you get one of those keto cookbooks? No, I haven't gotten that far. I'm gonna okay. just no. They sell those at Target. I'm sure they get do. A bunch I, of them. I'm gonna just stick with, you know, meat and rice. Uh, no butter. No, I know that. That's a bridge too far. I can just put heavy cream in. I can't I don't know. Butter and a coffee, I guess. Also I don't know if you know I don't even know if that's a real thing. I just saw it in a video. Oh no, it's really real, but I, yeah. it ain't for me. I don't think they put a whole stick of butter in the in the corner. A whole pot. stick, okay. That's... I saw the, I saw a whole stick in the pot. Oh, I don't know. I heard if you shake it up real nice, it gets frothy. And they were like, "What do you think cream is anyway? It's just something to do about it." I don't know, but it's it's not my ministry. <laughs> You're making modifications to the keto diet to fit your specifications. That's smart. Yeah, listen, if I'm gonna do this, if I'm gonna do this, do this. I can't be just out here. I gotta be out here realistically, which is why I had rum cake today too. Oh, look at you! Yeah, you know, moderation and things. Don, did you see uh, Endgame? Avengers? No, I haven't. I've been a busy man, no. so I have not had the chance to see it. I'm gonna have to take yeah. a. It, I'm gonna have to take a personal day and just be like matinee time let's go see the movie well hey amc has five dollar tuesdays if you remember uh no i don't see enough movies to be a member of any well i mean the, the, the regular membership is free no oh, well i'll go check it out then that's cool thanks for the heads up mm-hmm. another heads up is you can find the wrestlecast each and every week on cspn media you can find us on the web at cspn.us you can also find us on itunes 
Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So we've got news this week to start off the show. And unfortunately, we have sad news as a legendary luchador Silver King passes away during a match with Juventud Guerrero over in London. Silver King was 51. Uh, For his wrestling, he was known as a member of the LWO, teamed up a lot with old Dandy on Nitro. He's a Dr. Wagner Jr.'s brother. Oh, okay. There you go. And he was probably most known as the villain in Nacho Libre. So, uh, you know, much respect and prayers and thoughts to all his friends and family. Just an unfortunate scene, especially if you saw the video. Uh, Maybe if there's a little bit quicker reaction, uh, you know, maybe they could have prevented this from happening. It looks like he might have had a heart attack as people are, you know, if you saw the video. I I looked up. I looked it up and it says cardiac arrest. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just an unfortunate, unfortunate, unfortunate thing to happen. And I know that Hoover Two Guerreras has got to be like all broken up about that. Um, you know, Silver King's a legend in all regards. So, again, RIP to Silver King. In more news, the WWE announces that Goldberg will face the Undertaker. At the Super Showdown event in Saudi Arabia coming up in June. And the crowd goes mild. Still not going to watch. The Saudi Prince is definitely an old school Monday Night War fan. (laughs) And he's just like, yeah, and he's just making up all these dream matches 25 years later. <laughs> he's like, he's like, let me get Hulk Hogan and uh, Ric Flair in like a TLC match or something. <laughs> he's playing, uh, you know, WWE Raw or whatever. He's playing, he's playing Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Just doing whatever the heck he wants and whatever venues he wants, and they're locked in for ten years of this, and we're only in year like number two, I think. God. Yeah. So. But hey, man, that's how they get their stock number up to be so gigantic is, I mean, is locked in guaranteed money, just like that billion dollars, two billion dollars they getting from, well, not really from NBC, but uh, from Fox for sure. And uh, like 800 million they getting from USA. Yeah, that's why he's not reading. He's like, I don't care. I'm getting, I'm making money. Right. Until the ratings started hitting the fan and well until the race started mattering like when like when the um, the Fox deal when Fox when Fox starts up and they start seeing it like the ratings are shit um they're going straight to FS one. Well it's already starting to turn to shit and that's the reason why they've been doing the things that they've been doing lately with this uh wild card thing where people can travel from show to oh, no, show. I'm talking about like when Fox when Fox notices Oh, they already—they—they they already drawing these ratings. They already noticing homes. That's what I'm saying. It, they hadn't even got there yet, and they already noticing. Yep, I'm gonna have to find them on my on my local Fox Sports channel. What they're hoping is though that they're going to be doing so much cross promotion with Fox. The wrestlers are that is going to boost their profile, and more casual people will watch it because it's just on Fox. But we'll see. So they pretty much rendered the uh, 
the superstar shakedown null and void with this wild card thing. Yeah, in effect. In effect. I guess. Because, I mean, basically it's like this. Fox is like, hey, we want the top line stars. And then, you know, okay, so they go ahead and they do what they got to do to kind of switch Roman, switch, you know, whoever they need to switch over there, keep Charlotte, whatever. Well, then USA is going to start bitching like, hey, you know what I'm saying? AJ Styles is cool and all, but, you know, we, we need Roman too. And so now you got to come up with something. And that's what he came up with. (laughs) And that's how that's working out. So we'll see how everything, you know, plays out. But like you said, once we get to January, once they've kind of been on there for a few months and we'll see how that really starts playing out, it may really start being a whole lot of things changing. And not to mention, they made it official today. As I reported last week, as it was being reported, AEW is going to TNT for their live show. They're going to have streaming through um, the Warner Media, which is also connected to TNT and all that stuff. So they've got full distribution. They just haven't announced any nights of the week or times, but uh, it is official. TNT is back in the wrestling business. Uh-huh. And it was cool. They had the uh, the the old Nitro Flames. Yeah, I saw that burning yeah. behind the AEW logo. Yeah, they say we're back. <laughs> yeah, so and we'll see what happens this fall. It'll be some uh, some new presentation, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how they. Are they going to start at six oh five? They kind of have to. It depends on what night they do it on. What night would you think they would do it on? Hmm. Uh, well, since uh, SmackDown's going to move to Fox and move to move nights. Uh, but you got to got to remember though. Um, in the fall, they have basketball on TNT, and, uh, yeah. and, and through the playoffs, like right now. So Tuesdays and Thursdays may not be as attractive. As you would think, because of the hmm. basketball. Wednesday night, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Because I don't think they want to try to, unless they go, unless they come on at seven on Monday. But you would probably be alienating so many people because there would be four o'clock on the West Coast. Nobody would see it. They'd all be stuck in traffic. Hmm. <laughs> So, who knows? But it'll be interesting to see what they come up with with AEW. Good luck to them. Their, their, their first episode has to be at Mall of America. <laughs> you know, they've got Jim Ross. They've got uh, Jericho. they got Cody Rhodes. Somebody just may think about that, and it may happen. And they also need a Lex Luger moment. Yeah, somebody to jump. Yeah, someone big to just be like, oh, what's he doing here? Right, right. But we'll see, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Double or Nothing is about two weeks away. Is it really? Jeez. Yeah, May 26th, Memorial Day, Sunday. Uh huh. Yeah. I feel like I've been in a coma since Mania. (laughs) Well, speaking of big events, it's time for another round of Who You Got and. 
for right. this time. We're going to play it for Money in the Bank this month. Everybody's favorite pay-per-view. It only comes around once a year. I was told 50 times. <laughs> the hashtag will be hashtag money cast holes. I remember last year somebody was actually. I remember last year someone was actually putting hoes. Yeah, uh, uh, people have a lot of fun with this this one, uh, but they a lot of a lot of people are like, oh, that's very creative, and they like it. So, but yes, please use money cast holes this Sunday starting at seven p.m. to share your commentary with color on Money in the Bank. So we'll start with the hashtag say no to pre shows. The part of the show that Miss Didi Jonet will not be watching, but she will yeah, give right. her picks for it anyway. Mm-hmm. I stopped. I, I decided to stop watching the day they told me this pre-show doesn't matter. Which is Survivor Series. Pre-shows mm-hmm. always matter when there's championships involved. And this time on this show, we have two championship matches on the pre-show. Our first championship match, we have Tony Nice defending his Cruiserweight Championship. Against Arya Davari. So we'll start with Samuel Kalunga. Tony, I don't, I don't believe Davari. Arya Davari is going to do anything. Right. I'm not. A, I'm not. Yeah, I don't really see it for him. Miss Didi Jeanet, who you got? I also have Tony Nice, and I will go with Tony Nice as well. It's a clean sweep. Next up. Daniel Bryan and Rowan defend their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Usos. So, Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Uh, um, the Usos. All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? Mm. I want to say the Usos by DQ because I think the Revival will... Uh, Interfere. Okay. I'm going to also go with the champions retaining. Daniel Bryan and Rowan will be my pick. For the United States Championship, Samoa Joe will be defending against Rey Mysterio Jr. Sam, who you got? Uh, Joey Samoa. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? I also have Samoa Joseph. I'm also going to go with Samoa Joe as well. In the steel cage match, The Miz will be taking on Shane McMahon. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? Um, Let's say The Miz. Okay. Sam, who you got? In a, per- in a perfect world, the, the ground would open up and swallow them both. But we don't live in a perfect world, so I'll just say the Miz. I'm going to go with Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. You knew it was coming, didn't you, Dealey? Yeah, I did. Roman Reigns faces off against uh, Elias. Uh, Hashtag Baywatch when it comes to Miss Dealey Jeanette. Sam, who you got? Uh, Roman. 
All right. Miss Didi Jeunet. Did you see what I said during the uh, Stars playoff game? I said, if the Stars win, I would walk with Elias. And I'm not walking with Elias. Because he lost. What are the Stars? The Dallas Stars. It was a hockey team. Oh, hockey. Oh. Yeah. Um, Now, Don, I know better. Really, I do. But I'm still going to go with Elias. All right. I'm going to go with the big dog, Roman Reigns. The women's Money in the Bank ladder match. The contestants are Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Miss Didi uh, Jonet, who you got? Uh, I don't even know. I, I guess Natty. Okay. <laughs> She's like, guess Natty. Sam? Uh, who you uh, got? I'm going to go on her limb here. I'm going to say Ember Moon, just because I, I think it's her time. I'm always conflicted because I know in my heart if she's able to wrestle for more than a month at a time, they're going to put this briefcase back on Alexa Bliss. But Naomi's really hot right now. She's always hot, Donald. Come on. Yeah, but like in green (laughs) right now. She's on a winning streak ever since they took Oscar away from her. They've been letting her get a whole bunch of wins and shit, so I'm gonna go with Naomi. She's healthier. Right. Yeah, she is. <laughs> the men's money in the bank ladder match. Our contestants are Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ben Balor, Mustafa Ali. Andrade Cien Almas, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton. Sam, who you got? With uh, the chosen one, Drew McIntyre. Didn't see that one coming. Good choice, though. Miss Didi Jonet, who you got? I was going to say Drew McIntyre. All right. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, that's was. not your choice? Okay. Was, 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 was. Sam took my choice. Well, you can still pick him, you know. It's, uh, no. Yeah, you just no. He's trying to win. No, not with it's not what one, two, three, four, five. Not with eight people in the smash. No, I'm gonna pick somebody else. I'll pick. I don't believe it, but I'll pick Finn. Ooh, Ali. No, no, no. I'll pick Finn. Donald. I'm going to pick everybody's favorite, Baron Corbin. Yeah. But they let his little big ass climb that damn ladder <laughs> with a fucking weight stack. He's a bartender at TJ Friday's. Okay, just like them people. All he missing is the flare and them pins and shit. <laughs> he needs to have a certain amount of flare. Oh, he disgusts me. He's gonna come out with, with those little, uh, little leather things where we put the chick in. Mm-hmm. You know who he looks like? There's a little fancy fake-ass whiskey bar around town and all the people there have beards and they wear vests and denim jeans. Like, that's all they wear. <laughs> like, that's the uniform. That's what Baron Corbin reminds me of. 
the man, Becky Lynch, will be defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. Miss Didi Jonay, who you got? Mm. I'm going to go ahead and go with Becky Two Belts. All right. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? I also have Becky. I'm going to go with the queen, Charlotte Flair. Were you always are you trying to win the game? We're going to talk about this as soon as we finish this next one. Okay. Becky Lynch is also defending her Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? You'll never see me go for Lacey Evans. So, Plus, she's like way too green. So, Becky. All right. Miss Didi Jeunet. Um, I also have Becky two belts. Okay. I'm going to go with Becky as well. I see what you're doing. There is a whole bunch of stuff that can happen. Uh, she's going to win one. She's going to lose one because I don't even know it would be cool for her to like walk around with both of these belts until SummerSlam. Um, I don't think they're going to let her do that. And the possibility of somebody cashing in is also very high, too. So, like, if Lacey mm-hmm. was to win, she might only be like a, you know, 20-minute champion or 10-minute champion or whatever. Because somebody might try to mm-hmm. cash in on her. So, there's going to be some, there's some, that's the part of the show that's going to have some intrigue to it. And it's going to be interesting to see how they slot the matches, too, because I doubt they'll be back-to-back. But that would be such a cruel way to create instant baby face. They they should do it. They should do it like they did at WrestleMania 10 and like have Becky wrestle like Lacey first, but then also have let Charlotte have a, have a random match so that she too, so that she doesn't just go in fresh. Right. Right. Yeah. So. They're not going to do that. though. Yeah. Yeah. There's always room, though. There's only 11 matches. There's usually 12, so <laughs> you never know. Uh, this is WrestleMania, and it's like an eight-hour like eight, eight work shift. Final two matches are our championship matches. We have Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Kevin Owens. So, Miss Didi Jonay, who you got? I have Kofi. Mr. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? I also have Kofi. I have Kofi as well. And for the Universal Championship, Seth Rollins is defending against AJ Styles. Sam, who you got? Uh, Rollins. Miss Didi Jonay, who you got? I also have Rollins. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Mm. So that's mm-hmm. who you got for Money in the Bank this Sunday, 7 p.m. Again, use the hashtag MoneyCastHoles to share your commentary with color. Listen to the WrestleCast each and every Friday, CSPN.us. All right, Sam, we'll turn it over to you, sir, for Monday Night Raw. All right, I got my notes here. 
All right, Monday Night Raw. The Miz comes down to cut a boring 20-minute promo. Uh, he incorrectly compares the Money in the Bank contract to the Infinity Stones. Talks about Shane McMahon and their match at the pay-per-view. He calls out Roman Reigns as his guest on Miz TV. He talks about the Drifter. The crowd chants walk with the Drifter. Uh, Roman acknowledges him, saying, if you need a karaoke singer or a wedding singer, then yes, he would also walk with the Drifter. Uh, Miz jokes about doing a buddy comedy with Roman. Roman admonishes him, saying that he acts like the old Miz. He came to hang out with the new Miz, who bucks the authority and beats up Shane McMahon. Uh, Roman shows a clip of Miz saving Roman from Drew McIntyre and Shane. Miz cuts a promo on Shane. The Drifter and Big Brother Almighty come out and jump Shane and Roman. Shane watches from the stage. He says Miz and Roman have a match against the Drifter and Big Brother Almighty. I'll talk about Bob, by the way, because he's called the Almighty. I don't know. Have you seen School Days, the movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> not sure if y'all got the reference or not. I'm a little older. Oh, no. Me and Don are about the same age. Lady's the, the young child here. My brothers are 10 years older than me. I've seen School Days a number of times. Okay. So Roman Reigns and Miz versus Bob and the Drifter. Roman gets into the match first, gets the upper hand on the bad guys. Miz gets in with some it kicks. Before he can it kick Bob, Bob gets a hold of him, tosses him. Then the Drifter takes a cheap shot on the outside. The match rolls on. Shane McMahon takes a cheap shot in front of the ref, disqualification. Then all three men beat up on Miz and Roman Reigns. Shane with his horrible punches. God, they look they look really bad. I mean, they always do, but this one, ah. Roman Reigns makes a comeback and dives on all three men. Uh, shots of last Monday, Braun Strowman gets offended at Sammy and puts him in a dumpster. He is interviewed and says he wants to win Money in the Bank for the second year in a row. A stagehand interrupts and says Shane wants to see Braun in his office. So I don't remember, how did he how did he fare with the uh, Money in the Bank last year? He won. Did he? So he was actually the champion for a while? I don't remember any of this. No, he wasn't the champion, but he had the briefcase because he was going to wrestle I'm saying, Braun. Like, how did he fare with I know he won, but how did he fare in the match? Oh, he, in his title? Oh, he didn't title. win. He didn't. That's win. all I'm asking. Yeah, he didn't win. Oh, what what happened? Was it shenanigans or what? I can't remember. I've watched a lot of matches since then. He either lost the briefcase to somebody, or he lost the match. I can't remember, but it, something happened. I know he he did not win the championship. So it wasn't. It wasn't just also just like a straight up. Wait, he didn't lose favor, talking about Baron? Saying. Talking about Braun. Oh, we're talking about Braun. Oh. Remember he was monster in the bank? Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. What did happen? What don't we remember? Damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Alcohol, so, man. <laughs> well, for me, it's old age. Uh, Sammy Zane is in Shane's office. He says WWE is a toxic working environment. And whatnot. Braun comes in and Sammy says he is lobbying for Braun to give him his money in the bank spot. Sammy says he can fight fight Braun for it tonight. He wants a Falls Count Anywhere match. And Shane makes the match, of course. Apollo Crews coming back from obscurity, obscurity versus Mojo Raleigh. Uh, the match begins with a it begins and Apollo looks hurt. He cradles his knee. Mojo chop blocks him. Mojo has his way with Apollo and gets the pin. And Apollo continues down the path to mediocrity. 
Uh, what did you feel about Mojo Riley's new look? I mean, if it works for him, that's fine. I mean, it looks kind of stupid to me, but if he gets him over, it's all right, I guess. Apollo Crews, the most talented jobber you've ever seen? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, let's see. Alexa Bliss is on the phone. The airline or somebody lost her baggage. She asked if everyone has lost their mind because of some D-list celebrity had a baby. Uh, her, uh, let's see. Her bag with all her gear was lost. Uh, Nikki Cross, looking trying to look normal, comes to console Alexa. Uh, Alexa plans to play her, and she pours her heart out to Nikki. She asks Nikki to take her place in the Fatal Four Way tonight. Nikki's befuddled. Alexa says she'll go tell the McMahon's right now. She runs off, thinking she's got over on Nikki, but then we see that Nikki's actually played Alexa, and now she's back to going crazy. So pretty, pretty, pretty good little segment there. Yeah, let's see here. Michael Cole is in the ring with a table and three chairs. He announces that it is a contract signing for the women's title match. Lacey Evans is the first out. Charlotte, Charlotte comes out. Becky Two Bills comes out. They each cut promos on each other. Becky calls Charlotte and Lacey twins. Oh, that was funny. She talks about her twin sister. Uh, Lacey calls herself a proper lady and Becky classless. She tells her that she can keep pretending to swing around what she doesn't have, but she will lose to two real women at Money in the Bank. That was funny. Uh, the three women get into it. Becky tosses Lacey out. Becky and Charlotte brawl. Becky kisses the upper hand. Lacey makes a comeback. Becky almost gets her into disarmor, but Charlotte comes out with the big boot. Charlotte sets up the table, and then Lacey and Charlotte give Becky a double powerbomb through the table. Uh, Vince McMahon had to go change his underwear and use some wet wipes watching that segment with Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair in the ring together. Or oh, they weren't like a big jacked up dude. No, that's his next best thing that he loves. Okay, two blondes. Two tall blondes. Yeah. I, I see. Uh, boring Corbin in the house. He makes the ring announcer announce his presence the way Shane McMahon does. Uh, Ricochet comes out. The two men are going to have a match. Wow. What do you know? So Ricochet versus Boring Corbin. The two competitors have a match. It is competitive. Corbin gets the victory. He brings out a ladder, climbs it. Before he can reach the break case, Ricochet comes to life and shoves him off. And Michael Cole mentions that like either one of those two things can happen at Money in the Bank. Why are they beating Ricochet? Cause, probably because they don't see it for him. I don't know. That sucks. Because... To me, they're doing all this stuff to protect Aleister Black. He's he hadn't wrestled in t- on TV in like more than a month. All he's doing is talking in the shadows, and then they got Ricochet, Ricochet out here doing jobs for the last three weeks. Like, huh? That don't make no sense. Now you might not agree with me, but Ricochet should not speak. Like he's better as a me. I like him better as, as Prince Puma. Just like he just, I don't know when he talks. I'm just like, oh my god, stop, please. Uh, he's just gotta he's gotta do it more. I think the more he does it, he's gotta just find his his own his own thing. What he needs to do is he needs to get like the persona that he has when he's like he needs to stop coming down the ring in his gear. 
is what he needs to do. He needs to start coming down in his regular clothes. Because, you know, everybody comes out in their gear. Nobody comes out in their regular clothes. Somebody needs to do that. It'll just, just change it up. He could do it and make it stand out and change up his promos just a little bit. And he'd be on his way. It's just like his, I like his presentation. I like the music and how he comes down. But then he just, and then the rest of it is just flat. The matches, his matches are flat. It just doesn't. I don't know. Something's not gelling. Yeah, they just don't have enough backstory to make you care about them, man. Who do you like? Who do you really care about in WWE right now? Unless yeah. you watch NXT, you don't really have any backstory on anybody. Yeah, it's just, they're all just people out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a recap is showing of Joey Samoe screaming at Dominic Mysterio. I'm still upset. There's been no choking out of Dominic. What are we doing here? <laughs> this is a man who threatened, well, not threatened, was at AJ Styles' house talking about he about to go in and tuck his daughter in, told AJ Styles' wife to save him a plate after, like, the 4th of July cookout. Choking out Dominic should be light work. <laughs> I don't know. Highly, uh, highly flash forward now. Ray is in the locker room. He is interviewed. He calls Joey sadistic. Uh, Cesaro comes in and asks Ray if it's bring your kid to work day. He accuses Ray's wife of stepping out on him, which is a valid thing because I mean, look at the whole Eddie Guerrero thing. Uh, Ray and Cesaro brawl. So like, Cesaro tossed him into the luggage, and Ray looked and he's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, see, so the two brawl. Roman Reigns promo video. Uh, Naomi versus Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke versus Natalia for a fatal four-way. You see, three of the women in this match have names to start with N. That's my biggest takeaway. Alexa Bliss comes out for commentary saying someone is plotting against her since her luggage went missing. Uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross wins. Dana Brooke? Hold on. Dana Brooke? With the high cross off the top of the ladder, trying to steal the show. She's improving. She's gotten better. Uh, Sammy cuts another promo, trying to shame people for enjoying things. So, where is this going? Like, what is the, what is the end goal here? It, is is it is going to just going to continue every week for no reason? It's it's like the kind of the gender Mahal promos, but in a little different slant. But the same type of vein where he's telling the fans about ourselves. Yeah, but uh, so let's see Cesaro versus Rey Mysterio. Match, match, match. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Cesaro does a big swing, tries for the Swiss 1-9, but he doesn't get it. But Ray does hit the 6-1-9 and gets the pin. You see stupid stuff between the Usos and the Revival. Firefly Funhouse. So, like, the girl that they got to interview Seth Rollins has a very similar name to the Nazi he was dating. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Interesting. Because the Nazi he was going out with was, like, Zahara Shriver. Mm -hmm. This girl's name is Sarah Shriver. And I had to look up to make sure it actually wasn't her. Trying to sneak her in the back door on the end around. Oh, no, she's never going... No, she's done way more damage to herself since then. So, yeah, I doubt, I doubt they ever bring her back. 
I mean, all they did was find Lars Sullivan for the bullshit that he posted. <laughs> really, they shit. did? Yeah, 100,000. Because, yeah, I don't know if anything actually ever came out of that. That that was it. Nah. They, I mean, they just did it like yesterday when they first signed. When he first got like signed or whatever, they were, people were like, "Hey, you're signing this dude. Hey, check out this stuff." And they kind of like turned the other way. Then they like moved him up to the main roster, and people were like, "Hey, you moving that dude up to the main roster? Check this out." again and then you know he didn't really show up so it kind of died down but now that he's been on the program for like you know a month straight or whatever you know people are just like they can't avoid it so they had to come out and do something oh just tell Snickers Snickers will put a kibosh on that real quick (laughs) yeah power of advertisement man They're, they're the ones who got the uh the the moolah Thing changed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, has he talked about this at all? I mean, has he apologized or anything? He's supposedly been doing. He apologized class, publicly. He yeah he 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 apologized publicly, and then he supposedly been having these you know one on one apologies throughout the locker room to certain people, but Big E and um. Kalisto were kind of the most vocal, like, yo, something need to happen to this dude. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know about, you know what I'm saying, being in a locker room with this cat. Yeah, yeah, I think what happened was Sahara was that she wasn't very apologetic about any of it. And also, like, she wasn't, like, a big name, so they couldn't, so they didn't have to just sweep it under the rug. They could just, they just did what they did and got rid of her. She was, she was small potatoes. Right, they've got like six years investing in Lars Sullivan, and he's fucking six, seven, or whatever. So, what year happened? She was still talking all kinds of noise. Yeah, so, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens if he can survive. You know that type of scrutiny in the locker room because eventually, if he's not a good person in the locker room, it's not going to matter. He's going to lose his position anyway. All right. What did you think of the uh, the Leo Rush? Thing that was going on. I think I did actually catch some of that. Uh, we talked about it last week. Um, hopefully, he can just figure it out, man. I mean, you know, it's a new, I guess, you know, as WWE's got to realize that, hey, a lot of these younger guys, they're not into the hazing and, you know, the old tradition. Yeah, the old, yeah, there you go, the old traditional ways of building camaraderie. So, you know, they're going to have to try to alter some of the way that they go about it or, go about it identifying who you know who understands it and who doesn't or who's willing to do it and who doesn't whatever yeah i mean i i, I guess I, mean, I don't know yeah so like, hopefully he can get his I mean, stuff together though because i mean he adds a lot to bobby lashley because bobby lashley he's so dry without him yeah leo rush is a great promo but like i mean yeah that stuff still goes on i mean even like in sports and baseball that kind of thing right like the Texas Rangers, like they make their rookies wear like girls' backpacks, and it's really funny. They make the rookies do that. It's really hilarious when they do. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like they put their gear in, they, they put their gear in these girly backpacks. Like these kids, like Dora the Explorer type things. Or they'll have the rookies buy meals they can't afford. You know, the team will go out and drink the most expensive liquors they can, and and make all the rookies pay for it. 
could call oh, uh, football players. NFL does that. Yeah, the uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys did that. Uh, the, yeah, they, they they had all the linemen. All you know, linemen can eat. They had all the linemen out there, and at the end of the night, they gave, gave the bill to all the rookies. Like here you go. Yeah. So it still happens, but you know, in a visual, in an individual thing like wrestling. You know, it's becoming less and less the norm where people are less and less inclined to just go with it, the tradition of it. So, you know, it looks like Leo Rush is just kind of falling underneath that umbrella. All right. right, So Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn falls kind of anywhere. Uh, They fight to the concession stand. Barry Corbin gets involved. I'm sorry, Boring Corbin gets involved. Yeah, Sammy put Corbin through a table. Braun wakes up, tosses Boring against the wall. Go to commercial. Drew McIntyre gets involved. They beat Braun up on the stage. Sammy and company all pile on top of Braun and cover him. Sammy Zayn is your winner and you, Money in the Bank participant. After the match, Braun puts Sammy through the announce table. Sammy's still in retreat. Doing everything he can to throw up. Obstacles at Strowman. This looks eerily familiar. Oh, oh. oh my God. Oh. Yeah, reminiscent of last week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. Ow. 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 psychopath. Bro, McIntyre was also in the Money in the Bank ladder match Sunday. McIntyre trying to take Strowman out of the event. Oh! DDT onto a steel chair. Sammy, cover Cover Neutralize the threat that Strowman poses. Cover by Zane. Tom Strowman. Strowman still kicks at it, too. Are you bloody kidding me? He kicked out his tooth. What are you even doing out here, man? Come on. Stop. doesn't have to get out of there, no matter what the official says, because it's no disqualification. All this is done is make Strowman mad. Where the hell is Sammy? Oh, there's Sammy crawling his way away from Strowman. McIntyre and Corbin, we've seen what they've been able to do to Braun Strowman in the past. Uh, Braun Strowman's still trying to fight back. He's not done. We're going to do it again here tonight. Contentious relationship recently with the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Let's go monster hunting. And Strowman through the wire, snapping it in half. A golden opportunity for Sami Zayn. Or is it? Strowman just almost instinctively getting right back up. Claymore from McIntyre. That'll put him down for good. And now it's Corbin dragging Sami Zayn into the cover. Sami Zayn with McIntyre helping. And Corbin as well. Sami Zayn has beaten Strowman. He's going to money in the bank. Here is your winner, Sami Zayn. It doesn't matter if you like it or you don't. The bottom line is Sami Zayn just beat Braun Strowman. I told you Sami was smart. He must have enlisted the help of McIntyre and Corbin. King Strowman now just beginning to realize what a 
maybe what had just transpired here. Oh my God, Sammy Zayn. Barrett Porter just tossed Sammy Zayn back out here. Zayn Zane trying to escape, and now Braun Strowman has Sammy Zayn right here on our announce table. Oh my God, Braun Strowman now with Sammy Zayn. Zayn's in trouble. Strowman gonna make Sammy Zayn pay. I love how Sammy won a match unconscious and then went through an announce table unconscious. There's no, there's no recollection about anything. I also like it was smart, but they could have played it up a little bit more that since it was a false count anywhere and you could interfere that it was smart for Corbin and uh, Drew to help Sammy get in the match because Braun being the biggest threat to them winning and Sammy being a smaller, you know, guy. And, yeah, you know. So, I liked it. I actually, I watched this. Uh, I didn't watch it live, so this may taint my overall enjoyment of it because I could hit the fast forward button. But uh, I actually enjoyed this episode of Monday Night Raw. It wasn't as bad as it has been. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I haven't really watched any of the recent ones, so. I have nothing to measure it against. They had some the Seth Rollins um little uh promo where he where they showed the clip of him wrestling AJ Styles back in two thousand six or whatever it was. That was really good and it and it made you like and they had like a really good uh build up package to make you like really f- get invested into the match. So they're trying to do some little things here and there to build some matches. It was just like, oh, they just did it in the last two weeks, though, so it didn't get a chance to kind of get a really good, sustained build-up. Right. Are, are they still messing up with Ethan Carter? He's not on television at the moment. Uh, they gave him Drake Maverick as a manager. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if they bring him in, they need to bring in Aunt Dixie. Uh, that maybe. would be like a great team. Maybe they are trying to maybe work that into something, but uh, I have he hasn't been on any main roster stuff. He may be main eventing it because like those three in TNA were great together. They just have too many people. Yeah, it, you know, it, it comes to a point where the roster is just too big. You can't manage freaking seventy guys or whatever they got at all points just standing back there. You know what I'm saying? There's only so much. Even though there's five hours of TV, there's only so many guys. You Really, in essence, you should probably be featuring about 16 guys. Eight heels, eight baby faces, and you know, a couple tag teams in there as well. Maybe push it up to maybe like 20, 22 guys so you can get a couple more tag teams in there. But that's about the you know the right amount where you can keep everybody special, still have enough fresh matches to move around, emphasize the real jobbers, and then you know every once in a while sprinkle in a new blood or two, like hey here's a new tag team, here's a new singles guy. But I mean they got like seventy people, man. Guys like Apollo Cruz to just lose the matches because Mojo Riley's got to get over. Who can he beat? Uh, Apollo Crews, get in there and take a job. Like, uh. Apollo ain't doing nothing right now. <laughs> right. 
I do. I do like that they're putting a spotlight on Dana Brooke again. Like I, I really, I've always really liked her, but it just like she just seemed really, really green. When yeah, she, she needed to stay in NXT longer. They they pluck people out of NXT right when they start turning the corner, and like, okay, well they'll get more. They'll get the seasoning, the rest of the seasoning they need by being on the road. Now nah, they kind of need that control of NXT. I mean, it didn't really help. Them, it, it didn't really help the women any when you had Ronda out there just like running through them all. Yeah, that definitely like it didn't, help their, it didn't help their cause at all. Yeah, that d- definitely stunned the likes of people like Sonya Deville because they're kind of the same at the time. So she definitely kind of got her momentum stopped. Ruby Riot completely. Oh, they they completely killed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's completely been done in uh, after that back-to-back weeks that Ronda killed her leading up to WrestleMania and the Riot Squad. So, yeah, they've they've done a number on some people. They're going through too many people who could actually have potential. They're, they're, you know, by the time you try to restart Apollo Crews for the fourth time, who's going to believe it? Because he's, he's, you know, it's like, damn, he's been here for five years. He hadn't won more than three matches in a row. (laughs) (laughs) So. Um, I'm going to have to dip because I have to get up early in the morning. All right. Shout outs and thank yous. All right. Shout out to Nikki, of course. Uh, shout out to you guys. And uh, shout out to Classic. And I am out of here. Bye, Didi. Peace, Sam. No way. Bye. Bye. All right, Miss Didi Jonay, it is time for our SmackDown Matters report. Hmm. Okay, the things, they happened, specifically, in London. So, it kicks off with Roman Reigns and The Miz, and the Reign talking. Um, Miz thanks Reigns for the invitation on SmackDown and says, in five days, Shane can't run or hide because they face him in a steel cage. Shane and Elias arrive, Shane bans The Miz from the building, and Elias says he will prove why Vince chose him to come to SmackDown at Money in the Bank. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan alive. The heels surround the ring. They get to brawling. They beat up Miz and Roman until the Usos make the save. The faces then clear the ring, likely setting up a tag match for tonight because that's kind of what we do here on the WWE. Shane then books Shane, Daniel Bryan, Rowan, and Elias versus Roman Reigns and the Usos. If you'll notice, that's four on three. And if The Miz gets involved, his money in the main match will be canceled. Shade. Mm. Oh, I think I saw a distraction in there somewhere. Orton of the Randy Variety cuts a promo alongside a ladder. He plans to win Money in the Bank again on Sunday. CN Amos and Zelina arrive, and Zelina says that people are sensitive about spoilers, but they don't care. Because Andrade will ruin Money in the Bank right now, as he says he will win the match. Clever. So the match that's coming up on today is Andrade versus Finn versus Ali versus Randy. Andrade whips Finn into the ladder. Baylor then Balor. Then cuts Andrade off with a John Wook chop kick into the ladder. Ali cuts Finn off, heads up top, and eats an RKO. Then there's a missile drop kick by Andrade, and Finn rolls him up for two. Follows with a tope. Andrade then slams Finn into the steps. Back inside the ring, there's a hammerlock DDT by Andre. 
to finish it. Um, so that's that. However, Ricochet arrives out of nowhere and leaps onto the ladder and brawls with Andrade. Ricochet knocks him off and grabs the case to stand tall in the middle of the ring. Did you like it? Yeah, that was cool. He did the spot he did from NXT where he did springboard onto the ladder. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do recall that. I didn't get to see this live, unfortunately. I was out drinking vodka. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you make good decisions? Oh, yeah, no. It's fine. Okay. Late nights. No oops, babies. I'm, I'm great. Yeah. Okay, good. So so far, so good, yeah. Uh, Carmella cuts a promo about winning money in the bank. Kofi asks, Xavier to stay backstage tonight so that he can take care of his business with Owens by himself. Uh, Donald's second fave Charlotte arrives. She plans to end the rivalry with Becky on Sunday. They get a video package Becky and Charlotte do. Lacey's there and cuts a promo backstage joking about the rerun that is Charlotte versus Becky and she says she plans to beat Becky on Sunday. Alistair Black cuts another creepy promo. So we've got a lot of promos going on. Uh, match is Shane, Daniel, Rowan, Elias versus uh, Team Samoa, basically. Tags are made to Brian and Jimmy. Jimmy super kicks Shane, Elias, and then Rowan. Usos double super kick Daniel Bryan. That gets a two count. Shane gets dumped. Elias is the drift away. However, he eats a super kick and things break down. Eric dumps Reigns and then is cut off with a Superman punch. Elias slams Reigns into the steps. Shane hits a coast-to-coast and pins and Uso. We don't know which one for the win. Post-match, Miz makes the save with chair shots as Shane runs away. Because, you know, they like to do the beatdown at the beatdown, even after they win a match. Politically, uh, what's his name? Miz was there to save the Samoans. You know, white savior complex. Did you like to see the, re- the reunion of the Samoan coalition there? On, on I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. I prefer when we act like the people who know each other and are related know each other and are related. Like, we all know their cousins. And if that's your cousin and your cousin just came back from cancer and y'all bully, you essentially bullying their favorite cousin. You know, like, you gotta go with their ass. It's like, that's what your mom would want. Go up your ass. They messed up with little Joe. Go get him. At least that's how I think. And, you know, I come from a big old family. So, uh, Ember Moon and Bailey cut promos on Sunday's Money in the Bank match. Um, they add the Uso, Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan match to the Money in the Bank. The double iconic song commentary page announces that Oscar and Kyrie are now going to be called. Um, what are they going to be called? They're- the Kabuki Warriors. Or alternately, racism, basic name, McBasic. Like, why is everybody a warrior? Why they gotta be Kabuki? Like, did you try even a little bit? Like, you could, I guess you can't. Kabuki killers, because alliteration. But I know it's violent. You can't say that. But I'm just saying, Warriors is basic. We had World Warriors, War Warriors. Everything has like the same syllabic content. And then they sprinkled a little bit of basic racism on it and called them Kabuki because they're Japanese. And it's like, well, what if they were Filipinos? Then what? Like, come on, try harder. 
But anywho, though, Mandy and Sonya arrive in mock page. As Mandy says, she'll win money in the bank on Sunday. Leads into a Kabuki Warriors versus Mandy Sonya match. Sonya gets the tag. Asuka cuts her off with kicks and strikes. Sonya cuts her off for the spine buster. Mandy tags in. And Asuka cradles her for the win. Hold on. Let me uh, go back to something. What's uh, what's the worst? <laughs> which one is worse as far as the uh, basic racism name? Mm-mm. Kabuki Warriors mm. or Tempora Boys? Tempora Boys? Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually don't mind it. It's very like, what are you doing? But like, I don't know. It's something about the Kabuki that's just like, uh, you didn't even try. At least Tempora Boys would be like, you just eat a lot of Tempora. That's it. That's what you order when you go to the to the place. <laughs> this uh, tag team, these two guys uh, who were young boys in New Japan, when they mm-hmm. went on there, what happens is you do like 150 matches or something like that in mm-hmm. New Japan where you basically lose like 140 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once you do that, you take what they call an excursion. Where mm-hmm. you go to the United States or Mexico or somewhere else to get mm-hmm. like, you know, a gimmick and whatever and get some experience. So mm-hmm. they went to ROH for their excursion. And then that's mm-hmm. and then ROH, they were called the, the Tempora Boys. It could have been worse. <laughs> the Warriors like tops for lazy racism. Yeah. Um, Lara Sullivan is interviewed, but not really because Kayla Braxton ran away because, you know, cism, sexism, racism. Makes sense. Kevin Owens show. Kofi makes his way to the ring. Owens is cutting a promo backstage, reminding us about how he took out Cena on his first night. Big facts. Didn't wait 11 years in the WWE for his chance. If anyone got in his way, he made sure that they regretted it. All that's left now is to take the WWE Championship. Kofi says that proved nothing and is tired of talking and calls out Owens. He said, I came to fight. That's what Kofi said. Owens heads to the ring. Tease is leaving and walks away. Kofi chases him down. They brawl until best friend slash chicken Sami Zayn attacks Kofi. They beat him down until Woods makes the save, but he's quickly cut off. I don't know why that happened so often to him. They slam Kofi to the steps and then in the ring, Kofi keeps fighting and takes out Owens and has a trouble in paradise on Sammy. Well, what an icon. For the first time in 11 years, you find yourself on your own. And trust me, it's at the worst time possible. Because look, nobody can deny that what you did at WrestleMania really was a dream come true, wasn't it? You won the WWE Championship and you got to share that moment with with your brothers from the new day. You shared that moment with your family. It really was a dream come true, but did you ever, during that 11 year journey, did you ever wonder what happens when the dream ends? The answer is reality begins. And in reality, you're only the WWE Champion because of the new day. In reality, it all ends this Sunday. Because at Money in the Bank, you are facing the most dangerous man in WWE. So if you're not going to come out here and face me right now, oh, you I don't guess think I'll gonna... come out there? You don't think I'll... 
go. This is what Kofi wanted. Money in the bank. That's Connor early. Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston ready to do battle here. We got ourselves a fight to see right now. Oh, that Kevin Owens is time to try and destroy the New Day. Destroy this wide face. Living through Kevin Owens is under the skin of Kofi Kingston. He's in the champion's head. Yeah. Kevin Owens trying to play mind games with the WWE champion. That's right. He's already succeeded. Here comes the psychological warfare there. Oh, you hold on, Kevin Owens. Oh, oh, Kofi! Kofi meeting Kevin Owens in the aisleway! Kingston and Owens battling before money in the bank. Oh, Wait a minute. Who's that? Sami Zayn! It's, it's the last wild card. Yeah, Kevin Owens' best friend. This explains a lot. It was all a plan by Kevin Owens. Another ingenious plan by potentially the next WWE champion. One big underhanded setup for Kevin Owens to give himself the best advantage possible. We could be looking at the next WWE Champion and the new Mr. Money in the Bank, Sami Zayn. Wait a minute, Yes, it is! Zayn and Owens were trying to set up Kofi, but here comes Xavier Woods to back up his new day brother! I know Kofi wanted to do this alone, but thank goodness for Xavier! Oh, into the post! What's it gonna take for Kevin Owens to just wanna fight? Oh! Kofi Kingston one-on-one, let me help! This Sunday at Money in the Bank. That's what he's Sunday. trying to do. It's called getting an advantage, Saxton. And again, it's two on one with Woodson in the post. Oh, and now Owens driving Kofi Kingston into the steel. Kofi might not be anywhere near 100% come this Sunday. Obviously, what Kevin Owens is banking on. It's a brilliant strategy from a brilliant competitor. You don't have to like it. It's just the truth. No! Maybe this is just a revelation that Kevin Owens isn't confident that he can take on a Kofi Kingston at 100%. Owens is in Went for a cannonball and Kofi got out of the way. Now Sami Zayn going after the WWE Champion. Sharp right hands to the champion from Sami Zayn. Kofi has been mauled. He's trying to fight off Zayn. Owens by himself. Here comes out. Owens for a haluva kick along the rope. And Sammy might have injured himself in the process. Oh, trouble in paradise. And look who's standing tall now. Champ may be on his own, but he's the last man standing tonight. Kevin Owens gave Kofi Kingston a glimpse into what could happen when the dream ends. Apparently that's how your SmackDown ends for the week. Yeah, Come he, on, was, he was facing off. Uh, Kevin was running up the ramp and Kofi was down there talking shit to him, talking about, you know, whatever you have, whatever happens to him on Sunday, he brought it on himself. I'm sorry. Yeah. You better let him know. We got a champ we can be proud of. <laughs> yeah, real. Oof. So, what parts of this did you get? To, did, did you see like the second? No, I, I saw literally nothing. Oh, I really? didn't get home until ten thirty. Oh, I, I got you. Yeah. It was okay. It wasn't. Um, 
It wasn't spectacular, but uh, it was okay. I'm, I'm sure. It hasn't been spectacular in quite a while. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to be spectacular again either. I'm talking about the product as a whole. It's oh, yeah. Because they're about to do Money in the Bank. That's going to be on Sunday. Then they're about to turn yep. around and do this um, Saudi thing. And you know nobody going to be into that. Right. Because they're going to have all these. Like Randy Orton is going to wrestle Triple H on that show as well in Saudi Arabia. Because wow. so, that's what the prince wants. I mean, he could have tried to make it make sense. All his little requests. <laughs> He'd be like, so what they so like yeah that's that sucks because what happens is like he they come through with the list of matches that he wants then mm-hmm. no matter where you are in your storyline now you got to like try to veer your storyline off to fit these to make these matches make some sense for that one little blur bloop, and then you got to try to go back after you do that one little trip in Saudi Arabia to go back to where you were before that yeah, it's like you haven't seen it yet, but oh, you know how they have that Spider-Man cartoon in the multiverse, right? It's very bad. Like this, mm-hmm. ma- these matches aren't gonna happen where we're at right now. It's a whole different thing. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, this is a timeline where Spider-Man is a pig, so we can have this Goldberg versus Undertaker match, and it don't mean nothing. Randy can fight Triple H and it don't mean nothing. Silly, but maybe it's just for the best that we act like. This is just timeline two. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Doesn't need to make sense. And not to mention that they're still going to have a regular ass pay-per-view in June too. Mm, That's too much. Yep. So... They've got a lot of work to do to try to make SummerSlam very interesting. You know, a lot of people think that SummerSlam is like the number two pay-per-view as the rankings as far as you know how they feel. Even though I think uh-huh. even though I think if you were to poll the people, they would say Royal Rumble would probably be number two behind WrestleMania. Yeah. I think a yeah, lot of people would, would say, say WrestleMania, so. Royal Rumble, then SummerSlam. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so they, they got a lot of work. Split, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of work to do to, to get SummerSlam interesting. So at this point, we're going to talk about NXT. NXT is always interesting. Percy Watson, he's left the NXT broadcast booth. He's going to be over on 205 Live now. And Didi's favorite, Beth Phoenix, is replacing him. Mm-hmm. Ivar and Eric arrive. So they're officially the Viking Raiders now on NXT. They say they've been raiding Monday Night Raw and they aren't done yet. And they call out William Regal. Regal comes out. They say that they can. They say that no one can take the titles from them, so they're relinquishing the titles to uh, 
regal. The street prophets arrive. They're like, oh, nobody can beat y'all. They said they took the fight to them a few weeks back. And the street prophet says that they can beat them. Montez Ford says they know it. And that's why they are giving the titles up. The former champions, they're pissed. And now they want a match. And Regal books it for later tonight. We get highlights of Matt Riddle beating Adam Cole last week. Undisputed Era argued after the show with Adam Cole accusing Roderick Strong of ruining everything. Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish are interviewed, and Cole doesn't know where Roderick Strong is, but says he will always be the leader. Roderick Strong arrives and says Cole is right and that they are stronger together. Roderick says Riddle has been taken care of. So while they were doing the interview, you see all these people like running in the background with suits on. Like you kind of see one person go by and you're like, is that somebody running? And then all of a sudden you see like two and three, four, five more people start running in the background. Like what the hell's going on? And then Roddy walks up from the other side and he's all kind of like disheveled and his hair is all out of place. It look, he's kind of oh. out of breath. And he's like, yeah, that Matt Riddle problem has been taken care of. And then they show, he shows, uh, he's holding one of Matt Riddle's flip-flops and it's got blood all on it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What did they do to the giant? They didn't show it. Ooh. See, that is how you build suspense for the next week. Mm-hmm. Draw the story out. The NXT parking lot is dangerous, man. Ask Alistair Black. Ask Hideo Atami. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. It's dangerous out there. Keith Lee, he faced off against Cesar Bononi. Cesar Bononi lays in strikes, but Keith Lee absorbs them and he lays in strikes of his own. Keith Lee hits the pounce, followed by the spirit bomb, and Keith Lee gets the win. Now, what sucks is Donovan Dijakovic, the big white guy, Keith Lee, they were supposed to have that match together because you remember they was beefing in the power. They had the match. It went into a double count out. They're supposed to have like a rematch. Then they had like a little confrontation in the performance center where they was like, hey, you want to finish the match? We can finish it right here. It had a little skirmish. Well, messed around. Keith Lee got hurt. So he had to miss like a few weeks, like a month or whatever. Now, as soon as he comes back, Dijakovic is hurt. So, I don't think this match is ever going to get the rematch. But, damn, I was looking forward to that big Hoss match. Having, I was hoping it's going to be like on TakeOver. That would have been an awesome match for TakeOver. We see Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler fighting at the performance at the performance center from last week. It's announced that they will face at TakeOver. The Forgotten Sons are pissed about the occurrence that happened at the beginning of the show with the War Raiders. So they're going in to meet with Steven Regal about the tag title situation. Koshida, he's here. He's facing Kona Reeves. Koshida hits the rolling kick and then follows with a top rope senton to the floor. Back inside the ring, Koshida hits the PK, followed by the hoverboard lock. And Kona Reeves has to tap and Koshida gets the win. Bianca Belair, she's got the reporter and the camera crew, and she's headed back to Stephen Regal's office to try to talk about getting the title match, I presume, when she's cut off by Mia Yim. 
they exchange a little bit of, you know, unpleasantries. And then Mia Yim's like, um, no, Bianca's like, oh, you in there trying to snake my title match. She's like, you don't deserve no title match. And Mia Yim's like, nah, actually, I was in there trying to get me a rematch with you. And so, um, so Mia Yim walks off and then uh, Bianca Belair goes in to meet with Stephen Regal. They show uh, Matt Riddle in the trainer's room getting patched up. His ribs are all getting taped up and stuff. Johnny Gargano says that he's in a lot of pain, but he'll be okay. He says that he's angry and the Undisputed Era will pay. He says that he knows that he has a target on his back, but he uh, is aware of that. And he says that he will be facing Adam Cole for the NXT title at TakeOver. Vanessa Bourne, she faces off against Jesse. Jesse drops toe holes Vanessa into the ropes, but misses a charge, and Vanessa hits a headbutt. The running neck breaker from Vanessa gets Vanessa Bourne the win. Main event time the Viking Raiders versus the Street Profits. We get the big frost splash by Montez Ford. That gets two count. Ivar battles back. He tags in Eric and he runs wild on Dawkins and covers for a two count. The Forgotten Sons come down to the ring and they jump the champions and that causes a disqualification. While everybody's brawling on the outside, uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, they join in. So it's an even bigger brawl. Ivar hits a dive to the floor and then the Street Profits hit the Doomsday Blockbuster on Eric. The champions recover. They double team Danny Burch and they press slam him to the floor onto the pile of bodies. They give a Thor's hammer to Wesley Blake and then they lay the belts in the middle of the ring and bow to the crowd to close the show. So it's kind of felt like the send off for the War Raiders, the Viking experience, the Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them. In NXT. <laughs> In NXT, it looked like this was going to be their last hurrah. It looks like we're probably going to have some type of tag team, multi-team tag team match at TakeOver for the vacant championships. Hopefully, the Street Profits get the belt. They had a lot of fan support in the crowd uh, tonight in this episode. So, we will see what happens with the NXT Tag team titles. All right, Miss Didi Jonay, at this point in time, it's time for your shout outs and thank yous. Oh, shout out to you. Shout out to Sam for coming back after 17 months hiatus or something like that. I might be underestimating. Shout out to Greg and the baby. Shout out to Jay, Jessica. Shout out to Tatiana Janine. Shout out to Bree. Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. And yeah, that's it. I'd like to give a shout out to my co-host, Mr. Samuel Colunga, also Miss Didi Jonay. Also give a big shout out to Sam. Give a shout out to Classic. Give a shout out to all the WrestleBays and all the members of the GLOW. Thank you to everybody who uses the hashtags each and every week. We greatly appreciate it. Reminder, this Sunday, the hashtag is money cast holes for our live tweet of money in the bank starting at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to support our sponsors. Father's Day is coming up. Get your dad something cool. Go shopping at Amazon. If he likes books, 
get them an audible audio book from audible through cspn.us click on the tab that says keep our podcast free do our some shopping with our sponsors help keep the wrestlecast free each and every week also i hope everybody enjoy the free episode of the dark match that i released last week uh, please, if you enjoyed that and you want more episodes, subscribe over on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. For just $3 a month, you can have access to each and every episode of The Dark Match. They do come out on each and every weekend, so there's always new content on Saturdays. Mostly on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays, but definitely on the weekend, you'll definitely get those shows they go up so please if you enjoyed the dark match subscribe uh, over on the patreon page and help cspn that way as well and that's all i think i have for this week uh, check out the best of super juniors tournament if you're a new japan fan use the hashtag cast a strong style check out the match from the first night the semi-main event show versus shingo takagi Better than the main event. Even the announcers were like, mm. even when the match was going on, they were like, uh, I don't think our main event is going to be able to top this. So this match yeah. was high, high level. Yeah, these two guys are in a tag team and they have been swiping the belts back and forth a couple of times between the two teams. But these two guys are like clearly the standouts on each team. So this mm-hmm. singles match have been kind of been building for about four months. And yeah, they tore it down. Wow. Yeah. So if you, I'll try to find it on uh, some alternative means, and I'll use the hashtag what we are watching, and uh, you can maybe check it out that way. But it is a very high level match, one of the best matches you'll watch this year. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These two guys are awesome. Mm. So again, for Miss Didi Jonet, our SmackDown Matters correspondent, for Mr. Samuel Kalunga, our Raw Cash reporter, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 237 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Now, Becky, before you sign both contracts, I need to ask you this question. It seems like your never-back-down attitude has led you to biting off more than you can chew. Do you realize how grueling it's going to be Sunday when you defend both of these championships? Now that's that's a good question, Michael. And and look at them, right? They're they're both bigger, stronger, more athletic than I am. So. It's, it's not that I don't know how much of a beating that I'm going to have to take. It's that I don't care. So, so you can talk about biting off more than I can chew or being under pressure. But when the bright lights hit, Lacey, Lacey, you're going to feel the crippling pressure of having to back up everything that you've said while the champ stomps down on the back of your neck. And I promise you that you're going to ask yourself why you ever came looking for the man in the first place. Just ask your twin sister here how hard it is to be me.
You simply never learn, do you? You've got everything, everything you ever wanted, and you still have to make digs. You're walking into our match with that little voice in the back of your head reminding you that I made the history you thought that you were owed. Now, you were born into wrestling royalty, groomed by the McMahon family to get results. But against me, you haven't been delivering now, have you? Seems like you're really going to have to bring this one home now, ain't you, Shark? Pressure, pressure. Pay-per-view. One of you dopes can't afford to lose your first title match, and the other one can't afford to lose their million. Seems like I'm not the only one under pressure, does it? storybook ending you beat the baddest woman on the planet and it's still not enough for you you had to go name yourself Becky Two Belts building up this reputation that you just can't live up to this is exactly the point I've been trying to prove the WWE universe deserves a legitimate lady to set the proper example as champion. And now we have all listened to them. Classless example as a champion. And now we have these young women being led astray by your classless, confusing behavior. But it's time that I clean up the nasty and restore class to the Raw Women's Championship. And let's be honest, honey, you can continue to pretend to swing around something you don't have. Because the fact is, there is no way you're going to take out two real ladies, such as Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. You want to see me swing something? Come a little closer, I dare. Come on, I'll give you a free shot. Go ahead, show her that women's right, Lacey, and break that glass jaw. I'm gonna get this dress dirty, sweetheart. Yeah, I'll slap the blonde off both of you guys. Uh oh. Uh-oh.